Hello and welcome to the Mastermind Body and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. If you've been watching the podcast for a while or you are a newcomer, please go to mattbelair.com, sign up for the email list because censorship is real. I'm getting deleted everywhere. So please support the show by joining the email list and uh, staying in touch. Today's guest is an award-winning hypnotherapist and best-selling author with a practice that runs over a million dollars annually. This modality offers trauma healing, improved memory function, removal of emotional and mental blocks, and accelerated learning. Celebrities, athletes, artists, and high-earning entrepreneurs have been using hypnosis for ages to enhance their performance, and she is seeing a major uptick in clientele seeking the same. She is writing her fourth book covering neurofeedback research and how to capture bliss brain states. Welcome to the show, Erica Flint. That's so great to be here. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on. Um, as I said before the show, I love hypnosis. I am a huge fan. And um, it's not just that's one modality, but it opens up to the subconscious mind, brain programming, states of mind, states of consciousness. And that exploration, as we were discussing before we went on here, is never ending. We're always learning. We're always improving. And uh, it's such a fascinating field. So I'm grateful to have you on the show and would love for you to uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey. And I'm curious about your your book i had uh, dr dawson uh, church on and he talked about bliss brain and so the closer we can get to um really quality states of consciousness and being where we actually feel it it's like how do we how do we think our way there and we're all frustrated and and things like that so what can we do to actually be in those states and that's the key so i'll stop yammering and welcome you to the show and, and introduce yourself Yeah, thank you. So good to be here. Yeah. So I mean, I got here through a lot of suffering, which, you know, um, is the story for a lot of folks. Um, So I was a software engineer for many years in Silicon Valley, I kind of followed the path that I was supposed to to follow to happiness, right with the the career and the job and the, the family and the house and all of that stuff, but I was really unfulfilled. And I ended up um, basically getting to a place in my life where I had to decide if I wanted to continue or not. I ended up in the emergency room um, with, a, you know, alcohol was my uh, problem. Um, and I was just really, really unhappy. Um, so in this very moment, and I, you know, I remember being there at the hospital, um, deciding if I wanted to live or not. And in that moment when I decided you know, I got the full force of the universe behind me and helping me. I got a lot of, uh, I would say, inspiration in that moment. And then I became a hypnotist. And once I realized what hypnosis was, then I got on a true path of healing because I was able to heal myself with hypnosis. So I like to start with that because it's part of the story to Bliss Brain and to these really what I would consider very uh, peaceful, very resourceful, very powerful states of mind. Uh, We really need to heal some of this stuff and find a path of joy. Kind of a a spiritual path uh, is my belief um, for that true healing and the the Bliss Brain or Heaven State, whatever we're calling it, um, to work. I love all that. What a what an amazing story. I didn't realize that it got that intense for you. And it's so fascinating that so many people, for some reason, need that. Like they have to go right to the bottom of the barrel and then they, yep. they make that decision. It's like, okay, you know, I don't want to make these choices anymore. I need to make uh, a different choice because this is terrible and my body is falling apart or you lose your job or even worse, right? Everything explodes. And so what I'll ask you is how I guess, give us your sense on, you know, what hypnosis is, you know, what you like to teach, how somebody can use it in their life. Because obviously, you know, I've had some hypnotists on the, on the show before, but I'll just frame it as like, it's not something where you go and the, the guy uses the, you know, the watch back and forth. It's really an incredibly powerful tool for understanding your mind, for states of being, for literally programming your mind. You know, I think one of the big distinctions I've found between somebody who creates their life on purpose or somebody who just kind of goes with the flow and whatever the environment dictates that it dictates their happiness. Mm -hmm. It dictates how they feel. It dictates what they get um, is they understand that they actually can take control of their emotional states and also mental states. And when we're talking about effective procedures, I find hypnosis to be definitely one of the most useful and most effective tools for really doing um, inner brain surgery, surgery and emotional surgery. Right. 
Right, I did too. And so, you know, I really think that it's important as far as hypnosis goes. One of the things that I'm really focused on right now, and it's coming out in my fourth book, which is, um, it's going to be published uh, December 25th. Um, and it, it, the first step really is um, the alpha sequence. So the alpha sequence is designed to take um, listeners to an alpha brainwave state. And you're probably familiar with these different brainwave states, but the alpha brainwave state is a flow state where kind of like a, a daydreamy state, but this is where we have access to higher thinking. This is where our nervous system is calm. This is where emotionally we feel peaceful. And in that state, we perform better. And so with hypnosis, um, at that state, now we're able to utilize hypnotic technique so that the client, and just to be really clear, the client is doing all of the work. So, you know, the hypnotist doesn't really have any control over the client at all. But in this state of mind where the client is highly focused, they can become aware, aware of things that they weren't aware of before, um, get rid of limiting beliefs, all sorts of things that have been causing them problems, which normally they weren't aware of in a conscious state. And that's really what we're doing. Hypnosis bridges unconscious, subconscious, and brings it to conscious awareness so that clients and practitioners and entrepreneurs and authors can then utilize that information. Yep, 100%. You know, I love this because it gets me all excited. When we're, when we're stuck in the beta, we're, we're actually limiting our information from our brain, right? So we're, we're in higher states of stress. And so when you're relaxed, you're actually open to more information. And the challenge is that people aren't trained and taught how to do that. If anything, they're living their life perpetually in the opposite. So you wake up and then you rush to get the coffee on and all these tasks that you need to do come on. You stress out a little bit or a lot for most of the day. And then you kind of unwind with the TV, okay. but you never really get to that state of um, higher states of, of brainwave activity or even slower states, if you want to put it that way. Mm -hmm. And so you, you have access to new information. You're taking a pause. Yeah. They talk about this in spiritual teachings. And now we're having the science catch up to what these ancient mystics were saying so that you can basically become aware of what has been impeding you, like these aha moments are the best. And sometimes mm -hmm. just even relaxing someone, you know, you relax them with no intention of, of kind of going in for anything specific and they go, oh, this is the thing that's been, you know, challenging me for so many years. And it's like, well, when is the last time you really relaxed yourself and you mm -hmm. went into a meditative state? And they're like, well, I've never done that because I don't know how. And hypnosis is kind of like, guiding you there because you know meditation is sometimes confusing or challenging for people and so i'd love for you to comment on my rant there and also just share your strategies for getting into bliss brain and, and poss possibly um some of the neurology and some of the scientific things that you've seen of how we can use this technique and some of the more exciting uh scientific studies that are out there Sure. Well, first of all, I mean, I completely agree with you. Most people have been training their brains for anxiety their entire life. And so, you know, I like to use the analogy that it's when I see my clients, I want them to start listening to either a relaxation recording or the new one, this alpha sequence right away because they have been taking their brain to the gym basically every day for their almost their whole life for anxiety. They're hardwired for anxiety. The cool thing is in about three days of purpose and consistent focused uh, listening to either a relaxation recording, hypnotic relaxation recording, or the alpha sequence, the brain can get back into sync. And so what you were saying, Matt, about the beta brain waves, super, you know, they're faster brain waves than alpha. And the, and the thing, we need our beta brain waves. So we do a lot of critical thinking using our beta brain waves. But one of the things that is interesting about them is beta brain waves tend to operate individually um, to some degree. Those uh, portions of the brain that utilize beta brain waves tend to operate individually, where when we get to an alpha and especially a gamma brainwave state, which is a higher brainwave state, now we're getting synchronization across the entire brain. This is what the biology of aha moments are based on because with a gamma brainwave, it's synchronizing everything in the brain. That's where ideas come together, right? We get blood in two different parts of the brain at the same time. Aha, those two things come together. And now we have insight that we probably you know, it might have taken us forever to get there without calming ourselves down and allowing those gamma waves to move through us and synchronize everything. I love that. And can you talk a little bit about gamma waves? Because I heard about gamma waves uh, maybe four years ago from this guy, Corey Herter, who's a very fascinating fellow, um, a lot about breath and very interesting stuff. And so it's apparently a recent discovery, right? Because we had beta 
that's your waking state, right? And I always have to repeat this. I need to lodge into my brain. Alpha is a little bit more relaxed. Theta, yep. you're going into sleep, right? Sleep theta area. is kind of a dreamy. And theta, what happens, we, moved into, we move into theta as we're falling asleep. So if you ever have kind of like your words are slipping away and you're kind of having weird thoughts and you kind of drift into sleep, which is a hypnagogic state, yep. uh, as words are slipping away and you're having a hard time putting putting like this can happen consciously as you're falling asleep if you pay attention. And I think we should be paying attention because it's really interesting. This is like how consciousness works, right? So as I'm falling asleep and I notice my thoughts are fading away, I'm like, I'm going into theta, right? (laughs) Um, And there's different information there. So different information hangs out at different brain wavelengths. If we can go there on purpose, if we're stuck, we can go there on purpose, we're going to get new insight that moves us forward, right? So uh, I can go on and on, but let me answer your specific question. Um, uh, they believe that um, kids don't get beta brain waves until, you know, that's part of, of um, the uh, brain developing. Okay, so as kids, we're operating like in delta and we're operating in theta. And delta is um, four cycles per second or less. And that is mo- for most people, they're asleep. Most people, they are unconscious or asleep. But meditators that have been meditating for a very, very long time can actually be conscious in a delta brainwave state. Um, the next is theta. And that's, the, that's kind of the very creative and lots of pictures. That's where we dream right? Um, And then alpha is flow, right? We like to creatives and athletes and and folks, professionals love to get in flow state, right? Um, That's alpha. But as we get older, then we'll develop beta brainwaves, which you could, you know, I like to loosely just consider it's the conscious mind, analytical, procedural, right? So it is helping us make these more concrete, linear type decisions and that type of thing. And the beta, you know, beta brainwaves are awesome. We need them. But sometimes if there's too much of them, it blocks everything else out. Now, as far as gamma, um, I guess you could say they were discovered. I mean, they've always been there. And this is just a categorization that we're making. Nobody told us that these are, these are the states, right? We're making all this stuff up and labeling them to our own design, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, my original study in this was through Max Cade and Anna Wise, who um, developed um, the Mind Mirror, one of the very first neurofeedback devices. And, and the gamma brainwaves weren't discussed in Maxwell Cade's original book, Mind Mirror, as far as I remember. I could be wrong, but I don't think he talks about gamma in that book. I think that was a later discovery, if we want to call it that. Um, and the gamma brain waves, um, the current understanding is that, yeah, they synchronize, um, they synchronize the brain. So they get sent down the vagus nerve and they synchronize our entire body with whatever information needs to be synchronized, I suppose. Awesome. I love all that. Well, you know, when you were talking about uh, drifting off into sleep and what that made me think about is number one, there's an opportunity in the morning as well when you wake up. So if you look into lucid dreaming, that's one of the reasons why, you know, I made the free thing that I had, you know, when they tell you to make a free thing, I was like, I'm going to make a free thing on lucid dreaming because it was my first experience when I was a kid realizing there was another state of conscious consciousness that I could actually be in. And that's Mm -hmm. a mind blower because most people are stuck and they do all their processing in the uh, beta brainwave. And so that's the brainwave that can also be controlled and it's very limiting. It requires your focus, but it's also, I don't know how this would work neurologically, but connected to the um, reticular activating system and you're, you're just processing threats, right? You don't want to be, you know, in a Delta state walking across the street, you're probably going to get smoked by a car. The challenge (laughs) is when you need to be in other States, like you said, you're training this one. And so, um, you know, there's a, there's a great analogy from my friend Mark England, and he talks about animals, right? And and how in the wild, they just are able to switch their states through breathing. So there's this polar bear video, and this polar bear gets freaked out because it wakes up and all these humans are around, and it goes into this weird state, and then it just breathes it out, and then it comes back to peace. And what we do is we just drag that out forever. Same with a deer in the wild. They'll be like, oh, no, you know, hunters, they'll run away, they'll freak out, they'll change their whole operating system, and then they'll come back into the parasympathetic nervous system and relax. But we just stay there all day and we cruise. Now, what I really wanted to bring up was um, Einstein and other people would hold a rock, right? And they, they would go into these, they'd hold the problem in their mind and they'd drift off because they wanted to access these states and they kind of wake up and they would find solutions oh, right. as they would go in, bet- in between. And then 
the real level of mastery is with the Tibetan monks that talk about when you can actually take your consciousness directly consciously into the dream world and you stay conscious the whole time. I've heard of this as a myth and I don't know if it's true, but what they talk about is that this is training for going to the other side, the other side of death to walk into Tibetan book of the dead, to walk into the death world consciously with full awareness. Now that's some mind blowing stuff there and just comment on that if you wish, but that's where my my brain goes. I I think it's possible. Oh, I think, oh, I think anything is possible. As a matter of fact, this is super exciting because, you know, my next book really is about stabilizing these really, really powerful and resourceful states of mind. Now, I call it heaven state. I believe that heaven is on earth right now. If we can look at what, if we have the right perspective to look at it and access it. And the really cool thing is it is a shift in perspective. It's, it's how we look at things. So if you're looking at life as everything here is love and we're living in heaven. And if you adopt that to the greatest degree, you will see it everywhere. Now, because you've seeded your reticular activating system to look for heaven on earth. Now, once you see heaven on earth, you're going to get gamma brain waves because you've just realized your brain is going to, your brain is going to find the evidence of it being true, right? So now you've just seen a miracle, a synchronization, something that is interesting to you that is like, wow, that's kind of beyond what anything I would think would happen all on my own. So now you've realized this miracle, right? And that gets reported back to your mind, of course, which then accelerates, stabilizes that state and amplifies that state because you've just gotten a positive feedback loop on that state of mind. That sounds amazing. I want that. Yeah, good. <laughs> I want that. Good, yeah, good, good. It, yeah. So that's all about the the new work. Um, you know, the first, you know, step one is um, the alpha sequence. Step two is harnessing the power of the alpha sequence using training on gamma brain waves and realizing that state. And step three is reporting it back to community. Because what I'm noticing, what we're noticing is there are so many people having these really cool blissful states or awesome experiences, but they feel overwhelmed by them. They almost feel too big or kind of outside the bounds of what they are comfortable with, which is fine, right? It has to be outside the bounds to some degree to be new or different. However, we want to help people harness that power, right? And be able to stabilize that power, just, you know, just like a hypnotic anchor. Can we anchor these bliss states better by utilizing the physical body? And that's the big shift that I've made this last year. Hypnosis is standing up, outside of the office, it's movement, it's body, and we're utilizing that unconscious mind to help accelerate change through movement and hypnosis and brain entrainment. That's amazing. And what it, what it sounds like to me, studying this for many years, you know, looking at neuro-linguistic programming, uh, mm-hmm. meditation, anything that would give me a way to improve the quality of my consciousness? You know, is it possible to have a consciousness like Jesus Christ? Is it possible to have a consciousness like Buddha? Um, mm. Can I do what the Shaolin monks did and how do they break brick? Like, do they throw their, their chi at it? How do I go into my body and access that chi and do the amazing mm-hmm. thing? And what it seems like is a really slow adopt adoption to this stuff. I couldn't believe that people didn't use this, right? You know, so your books and I would say my book too is like so far ahead of the times, but behind the times. Why are we still this should have been taught in schools. This should be public knowledge. Everybody should know this, but people are kind of catching up. They're like, well, I don't know. You're telling me that my mind can influence my reality in a positive way and I'm not just doomed to external circumstances. Yes. Oh, you mean I have to do some work, Erica? I can't just sit here. I have to do some thinking. I yeah. have to take some responsibility for my own life. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, that, that's the one. Yeah. No, nope. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, you know, these, and so what I see is that it, what you're speaking about is this evolution of the technique and the process combined with modern science and technology mixed with other techniques that are working and effective, you know, neuro-linguistic programming came out of, I think it was, is either Milton Erickson or, or Bandler? I don't remember who oh, was the first one. Yeah, they're well, Bandler, both. Like, yeah, Bandler, but he was studying Milton Erickson. Erickson was the hypnotist. So he was like, you know what? This can be better. I'm getting great results with hypnosis, but we can improve upon this system. And then they together made neuro-linguistic programming. And now with being able to track this with our neurology and understanding what we're, what we're discovering there and how we can entrain the brain, just like we can entrain the brain for stress, 
but the problem is when you're in that state, you can't see the other possibilities of um, bliss and joy and peace and ease. You don't know what flow state is. It's like, what are you talking about? I got bills to pay. My kids are bugging me. You know, I don't know any of this. You are, you sound like a maniac. And it's like, <laughs> you know, it's just like, well, you could do all these number of things, but let's start with doing one. And so I'd love for you to comment on that. And also I'd love to throw the, the question at you. Uh, we were discussing before the podcast, you mentioned something about the third option of higher order. And I thought that was brilliant because my question is always, how do we apply this stuff when there is an external threat, right? Because there are threats in our world um, in different ways. Sometimes you, we lose our job. So the threat is we don't have enough money to provide for our kids. It's a, it's a real thing, right? The threat is we we can't buy food, you know, we can't have shelter. And so how do we navigate these things to be aware of what is happening in the world and very clear and to make a better choice? And, and what I kind of phrased to my mom, cause she was freaking out a little bit is like, well, back in the day, if you imagine Braveheart war, you know, well, if you went into that war, you got bow and arrows, you got some son of a gun with a friggin' just a blunt Dang. object. You got another one with a sharp object. You got a guy on a horse. Like, come on, this is ridiculous. And you're going into that situation. And if you freak out and you become afraid, you're toast. And you're also not useful for anyone. So how the heck did these warriors go into these insane circumstances, but come out alive? And so part of that is the training of staying in a uh, parasympathetic, parasympathetic right uh nervous system relax mm -hmm. so you can have um, as much awareness as possible taking in all the information so then you can make a choice to avoid the conflict so in martial arts if i'm aware and i'm highly skilled i'm going to see from 10 miles away that they're pulling yep. their hand back and they want to punch me in the face so even before that i could be aware that the conflict is heating and i could just walk in the other direction there are many options that you have if you're if you're able to assess the information and so that's a lot of ranting and i'd be curious your feedback on all of that yeah really good <laughs> ranting though i have to say matt i really uh, appreciate, appreciate it thank you <laughs> to say. first of all i do want to say that the best, like the, the alpha sequence that, we, that we've talked about, the trick in the alpha sequence, it's using, it is using physiological techniques to help clients enter into a parasympathetic response. But the real key is that we use brain entrainment, but we use the heart. So it's dropping into the heart. That's really what's doing this because the heart has the strongest electromagnetic uh, frequency that has been measured out 10 feet. And so dropping into the heart, now we entrain the entire body. So we start with the conscious mind, the conscious mind. So we focus with the alpha sequence, with the hypnotic tools, with the brain entrainment, focusing on relaxing the body. Once the body is relaxed, then we take the mind and refocus and drop our consciousness into our heart. And from there, we entrain the entire body. So taking it from that step, I think the tools that we need to go into battle, I guess, these days is we really need to be able to control our nervous system, number one, because it's it is kind of chaotic. And if we can't stay in control, what happens is we go into sympathetic response. With sympathetic response, the opposite of parasympathetic, now blood is rushing from our brain to our large muscles preparing for us to run. So we, we think that we, we don't have our thoughts anymore. This is what happens when you get up and you try to give a speech or public speaking and you're like, I forgot what I was going to say. It's because all the blood rushed from your brain. It thought that you, you got nervous right? So if people can stay calm, now they have access to their higher thinking. We need to be able to go clear our trauma, big and small, from the past, because that's still there. And if it's still there, then in the moment, like when it's heated or stress comes, we lose our job, all of that stuff comes back. So we need to clear that stuff out. And when we do that, now we can operate at a higher vibration. And all I mean by that is you're operating mostly peaceful, mostly happy, mostly peaceful. And from this state, which I think is fantastic, now you notice the chaos. Whereas before we're living in this place where it's just noisy and chaotic all the time and it's, you're just trying to get a handle. You clear all that out, you practice every day with consistency. And I love that you said training. We do need to be in training. I think we need to be heart warriors, mind warriors in training every single day. This, these are our best assets, who we are, right? And our state of being, right? So when we do that really well, now we can show up and I notice the discord. So I'm talking about myself personally now. It's like, 
I notice when something's off, I notice it immediately because I'm kind of mostly feeling better most of the time. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I love it. And it's a great plug because I've been talking about the heart stuff forever. And I've been doing, you know, the heart hypnosis that I was telling you before that I, that I reached out. And the only reason why I was like, am I going to call this meditation or hypnosis? And I was like, well, I call it hypnosis because I feel like hypnosis is a little bit more deliberate. Like meditation is, is passive. You know, I feel like it's listening to God, it's centering your state. And then hypnosis is like a little bit more like once you've kind of identified the things in yourself you'd like to approve, you know, it's like, you know, I'm really, I'm really short. I, I really get angry in traffic. Um, I'm stressed all the time. And, and you recognize in yourself that, you know what, I would like to be a little bit more peaceful of a uh, human being. I'd like to be a little bit more op- optimistic. I'd like to be a little bit more kind. Um, I'd like to be better at this sport. I'd like to have a more resilience. And so when we identify that we can use hypnosis or mindset or, or another way to say it is um, active meditation, where then you start to direct direct your will. And there's a book, um, the master key system by Charles Hannell. And he was a 33 degree Freemason. And he walks through the steps of part of what their teachings were. And the first part of, of the book is so simple is you need to first quiet the mind for like five seconds. Then you need to be able to hold something in the mental field for five, 10 seconds. And then you learn how to do it for longer and longer states. And this is what this training is. And the thing on the other side, when I get into the kind of Uh, oppression and conspiracy kind of side. When I woke up to all this stuff when I was a kid, I couldn't understand why we had war and starvation. And then I couldn't believe it every single time I would look into something and realize people are doing this on purpose. What, why would they, why would they do that? What the hell? You know what I mean? I was like, there are people doing bad things on purpose. Oh my God. And so this is the reason I am now censored and deleted because I'm like, no, you know what I mean? And what's happening in our culture is we're, we're losing the golden rule. We, we're, we're not even able to have a discussion. I'm never presenting an idea that I know is right because information evolves. This mm-hmm. is the presentation of my hypothesis at this time for something that has worked for me in my own experience. And you don't have to wear it, own it, share it, or even listen to it. You can go the other way. Um, now, if you could listen to that and then I could listen to you respectfully – trying to get closer to the truth, which we all want is a better world is opportunity for our children, for our friends to be in more peaceful States, to have the opportunity to expand and grow. We all want those things. We all want equality in a, in a real way. Um, and so I feel like going into the heart is so important and it's this hack because we're always trying to figure out, you know, how to do it in our head. And mm-hmm. it's that Einstein quote that said the same problem the same consciousness that had the problem can't find the solution, something like that, right? Along those lines. Well, I'm like, well, we're focusing on the wrong area because wherever we put our focus, we put our energy and attention. So if we put it in our heart, which is naturally uh, symbiotic and connected to everything in a way, and and now we know it puts more signals to the head than the head does to the heart. Uh, We know it has the largest electromagnetic field, which is connected to the unified field, which to me in my common sense, is harmonious. Nature is harmonious, natural, beautiful, um, and cooperative. And so if we switch that focus and we go into our hearts, then we're going to entrain the rest of us. And when I'm doing a lot of coaching or speaking, or if I'm ever doing a talk or even with the podcast, I'm just like, you know, the heart is going to lead the way for your life, but the, the head is the thing that tries to figure it out because we don't know how we're going to get there. We just know in our guts is if we're doing things that are aligned with who we are and we can tell how we feel. Are we passionate about this? Are we following our curiosities? Does this help our fellow man? You know what I mean? Do we feel good about what we're doing in the world? Do we feel like we're thriving and abundant and aligned and contributing? Or are we just doing it because of some story that we're being told that we have to. And so there is a transition space that can happen, but the more empowered we can be in our heart, whether it's meditation, hypnosis, or, or any other modality, the more we're going to have the courage, the understanding and the vibrational alignment to make those choices because that field is going to be responding to that information. Kind of like maybe a bird who jumps off the, uh, you know, the nest for the first time, somehow biologically it knows that like, it's going to be okay. You know, we have these leaps. And so that vibration will say, you have this ability, you know, trust, trust to take the step. And so I'd love for you to respond in any way. (laughs) 
Yeah, well, I think, you know, one of you, you, you said earlier, there's going to be stressors. And yeah, there, there are stressors. I mean, people are losing their job, they're losing friends or family, we're isolated, there's all of these stressors. And so one thing that I would say to that, anytime that we have these stressors in our life, truly, the best thing that we can do is get into a positive state, get into a good state of mind. Because what tends to happen when we get bad news or something, you know, something negative happens to us, we tend to kind of spin on that and make decisions based on spinning. And the absolute best thing we can do, and this goes for any type of crisis, and it's really hard. You know, I train a lot of hypnotists, and I'm constantly repeating, you know, under times of stress, you need even more self-care. We really do, because the absolute best thing that we can do when we need to figure something out is to get really calm and to be have access to our higher thinking. And then from that state, so to loop it back to something you said earlier, from that state, this is good for entrepreneurs, it's good for anybody. But the, um, the third option, so the third option is a really cool idea and it tends to come into play when you kind of feel like you're stuck between two things. There's at least two things happening. And so the idea is that we often get locked into black and white thinking and we think it has to be this or it has to be this and I don't like either one. So we kind of fight with ourselves and we put up resistance and that type of a thing. So if you notice conflict, that's really kind of the word that goes with this sensation energetically. If you're conflicted, if you can't get to an answer from this hypnotic state, either using, you know, the alpha sequence or something like that, when you get into that alignment, into that state of focus, alpha brainwaves, maybe, maybe moving into theta, and you consider both of those things at the same time, that's really the key. And there are some hypnotic techniques too, where you may assign an idea to one hand and an idea to the other. So now you have a physiological component in your brain and kind of get associated in that way to the physical body. So you use a hypnotic technique then that allows you to generate an option that's of a higher order. So, and it's basically, you know, if I want to think about it conceptually, it kind of takes the best denominators of both, the common denominators of both, and a new idea arises. Now, why does that happen? Right. Well, normally we can't think of it consciously because our conscious mind is stuck in the weeds with all of this thing here, think locked in, right? That's what our conscious mind does, thinks that we have to get locked in here. The other part of our mind, the creative part, theta, alpha, right? Different information hangs out at different brainwave states. When we allow ourselves to go there, now we get new ideas, new ideas that take us that to that third higher order. So you might have a solution that actually meets both needs and makes you really happy. And, you know, this is what I call just, you know, getting information from source or from God, right? Because that's really what it feels like to me. It's not really coming from me. I allow it to happen. I love all that. And, you know, when you're talking about being locked in with the conscious mind, you know, the conscious mind's job is to label and judge and categorize. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. We, we constantly judge things like we would judge if someone is bad, right? Like we would go into a room and we judge like this might be a dangerous situation because it might be. And so you get to judge that. Uh, I think the spiritual teaching behind that is not to hold on to the judgment. You know what I mean? Like you might judge it, but you know, don't, don't act on those judgments until you get reason to, you know, um, you know, so that's one idea that I want to say about locking it in. And so could you, could you talk about, the yep. alpha sequence potentially and, and, and how we might apply that. I don't know how complicated it is, but is it something that like, can how can we start using this? Yeah. So I can step you through it and give you the, the physiological components. You, um, your listeners could also download it if they want. Um, so that's an option, but the, the, the very, yeah, I want that. I want all that. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, it's coming out with our, with the book, um, but it is available. So it's at academyofeternity.com is the name of the book. Ooh. We are teaching how to bring these eternal, really awesome states of being to earth, um, what I'm calling heaven state. And so the very first step in the alpha sequence is to close your eyes. Now we know that when you close your eyes, you're, 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 um, turning off external stimuli, and you will naturally enter into an alpha brainwave state just from that. So this is physiological closing your eyes, right? Now, the nice thing is that for athletes, performers, and when I'm working with clients there, we can get into an alpha brainwave state starting like that. And then you can open your eyes once again, and you can practice opening your eyes once again. And that's what you would want to do if you are a performer. You're going to want to practice being in an alpha brainwave state, flow state, right, um, with your eyes open right? Um, so close your eyes would be the first step. The next step is to slow down your breathing. And this incrementally slowing down your breathing is really kind of what gets the brain on a loop, 
right? So it's incrementally slowing down your breathing. With every breath you take, allow the inhalation to be a little longer. Don't be adding that hypnosis voice on there. You're relaxing me even more. Do you seamlessly you seamlessly transitioned? We're gonna have people. Yes, well, I saw you closing your eyes. We got people warn people in cars. Okay, don't listen softly. You're gonna start driving out into traffic. It was it was a wonderful, beautiful transition. That is a wonderful mm-hmm. hypnosis Thank voice. You. So the next state, again, would be physiological, right, is to relax your jaw. Now, when you relax your jaw and allow your jaw to just hang there, it does send a signal to your vagus nerve that initiates the parasympathetic response. So the reason that I really like all of these techniques is they're not thoughtful. I'm not asking you to think of something complicated or clear your mind, right, or something like that. It's literally close your eyes, slow down your breathing, relax your jaw. And the last one, which is really interesting, is relax your tongue relax the back of your tongue because the back of your tongue is coupled with a part of your mind that is prepared and anticipating to speak. And this is super interesting, Matt, I think as a hypnotist, because we get classical conditioning between that part of the tongue and the part of the mind that's speaking. So when you imagine and, and for clients and and in the sequence, it's important to consider how can you imagine decoupling that the back of your tongue from the part of your mind, but when you get it right, you don't have thoughts in your mind. It stops self-talk. Hmm. It's really cool. That one I'd never heard before. That is fascinating. I love that. I, I was kind of like doing it and going along kind of um, uh-huh. <laughs> I got, I got phased out a little bit. So mm-hmm. when I was studying meditation with the, the monks and other people, they would say um, sometimes put the tongue to the roof of your mouth. And mm-hmm. I feel like what the idea is and the protocol is, is disconnecting it from the speech centers in our brain and the speech center in our brain is what uh, activates that internal dialogue, that incessant talking. I close my eyes and my mind goes nuts. Yes, it does. That's what it does. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. that's amazing. And so, so you initiate this. So what you're teaching people is initiating this alpha sequence and then, and then in training that state of being, and then using that in the, ways that they need the most improvement, whether it's trauma, whether it's performance, whether it's anything else under the sun, you can literally use all this stuff for anything. And like one of the simplest things that, you know, I've been teaching for my clients, like I come from the sport background. So it's always very simple what they want. They want to get better at sport. So it's easy to write down those goals. We can, Mm -hmm. we can do it. And then we can create affirmations Then we can create visualizations and then the belief sets around them. Right. So if you were to accomplish this, what belief sets would you need? Right. If you are going to leave the job that you hate, what are the belief sets you need and where the heck do you want to go? Right. In snowboarding, it's just like I want to do this trick and it's this way or I want to do this set of tricks. So it's it's very definitive. So mm-hmm. the important first thing is understanding where we want to go. Then we can write it down and then we can use this this technique, which sounds amazing and other techniques to um create the belief systems and the neurology and the states of being to access it. And as I'm ranting here, I always think about the fake it till you can make it thing, right? So in sport, I can do a back, I haven't done a backflip on my snowboard for a few years, but if I go out there tomorrow, I could look at it and I'll probably land at first try because I've done enough to know what they feel like. I might mess up the first one, but a good chance is I'll land it because I know what it feels like in my body. Well, when I, when I never did one, it was the scariest thing of all time. Um, And so it's a, it's a visceral feeling. And I feel like it's similar to success or whatever we want to create in our life, whether it's like a a physical object or um, a state of being or a relationship. And then coupling that with the final thing of being okay without it. So we as creators can create, we we are always in a state of expansion. And if we can be whole perfect, harmonious, full of self-love and self-worth as we are in our process of expansion Mm -hmm. while expanding in a way based on our own decision and intentions that are harmonious to us. I feel like we're really living in a a congruent fashion. That sounds fantastic. That's what I would call living in heaven state. Yeah. Because you are being your best self, but it's harmonious with everybody else, especially if you believe in the oneness of the world, that we're either all the same or we're, or we're all connected. And it's very important, right? So, um, you know, as far as like, you know, fake it till you make it or, or things like that, I do think that um, 
we can stabilize these states of being using the techniques that we're aware of now, using the techniques of classical conditioning and hypnotic anchoring. We can take these really, really powerful states of being, whether it's, you know, and if you want to train for theta, you want to train for delta, you want to train for alpha, because it gives you different information at every one. So let's do it on purpose. We have the capacity to do this pragmatically now and, and realize some of these states, which gives us that positive feedback loop. So I do think that there is some ability kind of the fake it till you make it. Um, but the way that I would look at it is only notice your improvements. Because when we're brand new, we tend to get negative self-talk. And I want folks to focus on what I would consider beginner's mind. Only look for where you're going, what you're doing well, and just improve upon that. Because when we're noticing the wins and noticing the wins, it leads to inspiration, which keeps us going. And, and as practitioners and leaders kind of in this area, I think we all need to be really sensitive to new folks coming into spirituality and new folks coming into these things because nobody knows, nobody knows what we're doing, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just love them and help them feel good about all the things that are happening. Um, and then they'll be able to stabilize it if they consistently practice it. And now they're going to be able to utilize that very powerful state of mind, but it's a little rocky. It can be a little rocky at first for some folks. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I agree. I agree with what you said about the fake it till you make it. Cause I, I never really liked that, but I, I, I know there's something to it, but it's these, these nuances, right? Like if I could somehow give you the feeling of doing a backflip, then you could do it. But when we want, let's say abundance or self-worth or happiness, how do I, it doesn't make any sense to fake it till I make it right. But when I go into visualization or hypnosis, I, I unhinge from all of what they call it the critical factor, which basically your consciousness and what you believe you are. And now you can actually pretend. And so one of the techniques I would use with my athletes, I'd say, Oh, I want to be able to do this. And they'd be like, I can't imagine. I go, can you imagine that you're this pro snowboarder? They're like, yeah. I was like, okay, just imagine snowboarding as him. And then all of a sudden unlock and they can go through that. And then they're starting to um, generate these emotions. But what you're talking about is stabilizing it. And the how is very important. And these nuances are very important because because so many people will try one of these techniques, right? Maybe just one law of attraction, fake it till you make it, whatever. And they don't have the nuance and they fail. And then they get discouraged. And there is some truth there. There's some truth in all of them. And I feel like the biggest value is you experimenting, you being the boss. And that's the whole thing about hypnosis. Maybe the biggest misconception with it of all is saying that someone else is controlling you. You're making the decision. They're just assisting you, you know, and you could expand on this and tell me how accurate you think it is. But if I were to really deduce it, they're just helping you relax dummy. Cause you don't know how. <laughs> yeah, they're, we're creating an yeah. environment is what I, yeah. we're creating an, a safe environment for our client's walls to come down. And then we're, we're kind of guiding, we're helping to guide them. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and, you know, you have the feminine perspective actually is a total side note, but uh, a friend of mine was this uh, amazing healer, shaman lady, and she would actually do DMT ceremonies. Now, whether you believe in that type of ceremony or medicine, um, that's, it's totally up to you have your own belief. But I remember having this discussion once at a festival and I was like, yeah, like, you know, it's like this, you know, slap into another world. And I'm just talking about how like ruthless and crazy. And she's like, no, no, no. Like that is the most, like, it's like beautiful and soft and like, comforting. Right. And, I, and I create this beautiful environment. I was like, that sounds way better than I would do it. <laughs> I was like, that sounds- well, but some people want, some people want like a more dynamic and, you know, maybe energetic environment, man. Not everybody yeah. soft and flowy. So. Yeah. And, but, and, and then, you know, like, I think it's like the intention, but I feel like the, the, the misconception is thinking that someone is doing the controlling right? It's actually the way for you to bring back your own power. They're showing you that opportunity. They're assisting you in remembering what you're connected to. You know, it's like you're connected to the universe in every single thing. You just maybe kind of forgot. And here's one way, not the only way for right. you to remember and reconnect to your power. And now you can use this whenever you want. You know, I see one of your books is, can you be a hypnotist? And I can only deduce because I don't know you as saying, hey, you can use this technique and you can do this on yourself. And it's a very effective tool. And I hope that you use it. Is that yeah. close? Yeah. And how to do it professionally too, if you want. Because so, we need so many people to do this professionally. So many people feel like just isolated and there's, there's such a lack of intimacy and people are lonely and they're sad. And there's so many people who want to do this work and want to be of service. And so, yeah, we've trained over 200 hypnotists and, 
And it's just so fulfilling because, you know, before I became a trainer, I was helping four or five people a day. And now we have over 200 hypnotists out there. It's like we're helping, you know, hundreds of people every day. And um, we're getting the message out there that hypnosis, you know, is a normal and natural state of mind. And, and I agree with you, Matt. It really is. It gives the client the control back. And, you know, the connection is a, is a great word, too. When we're working with our clients who are coming to us to lose weight, stop smoking, and those things, I like to use the word control. And the reason is because they feel out of control. And so hypnosis gives them control back. It gives you control back over the decisions that you make. We don't remove the idea of a cupcake out of your mind or remove the idea of a cigarette out of your mind, but we give you the ability to make a choice. And whereas in the past you didn't feel, you felt compelled or you felt like you had to, to some degree. Now we're giving you a choice so that you can say no. And then you get to feel good about saying no. My and then love. We Right, take them so much further, right? Give them what they want, give them what they actually need, self-love, all the good stuff, stabilizing heaven state. And now they're getting their spirituality back, which I consider something bigger than themselves. They're locked into something that's drawing them forward. We're teaching them self-hypnosis. We're teaching them the alpha sequence and how to, everything in the new book, how to stabilize that state, utilize it with gamma brain waves, and now bring it into community, loving community, where we can continue to love and grow and support everybody. That's amazing. I love all that. What a succinct vision that I totally feel is so beneficial to many and can work. I understand exactly how that will work. I understand um, the need for it. I understand how effective it is. And so that's awesome. I'm super glad you're out there doing that. I'm so glad you like it. yeah, Yeah, it's amazing. And you're right about the hypnotist thing because you know, yoga studios start popping up, right? And and we needed more people to do yoga. I am a big fan of martial arts. We need people yep. to keep teaching martial arts and all the values that it brings brings from that, right? So, um, and the thing is, so many people need help. I would say 85 to 90%, maybe even more, are in a state of perpetual suffering and disconnection. And it can just open the door. And I like what you said about the choice because, you know, it would be great if hypnosis were 100% effective and you could say, all right, you'll stop smoking. Um, it's not, it's not going to be, but it is very, if, if you look at all the techniques, it's extraordinarily, extraordinarily effective. And the difference in distinction between just doing something automatically, Dr. Joe Dispenza will say addiction is when the body becomes the mind and being in Seattle, maybe you are familiar with his work. And so you think about the cigarette and you just go do it and you're just doing it, you know, or the bad habit, you're just doing that. And the space and to create a space in between taking that action is, mm-hmm. is freedom. And that's what freedom is, is the freedom to choose. So even if you do it, maybe you beat yourself up for a little bit and then you could work on beating yourself up a little bit. And then eventually you can now make a new decision. But what is re- required is that space. And if you don't have that space, then you're just doing it and you feel out of control, like you can't stop it. And so it's a beautiful gift because once you have that space for one thing, it opens up to everything. And, and I use the example like, you know, if you feel like you have to work a job or do a thing that you hate all the time and you can't think of any other option, if you can think of one other option, now you've opened up to infinite other options because that one can change. And so yeah. once you've done that, you've opened the door to freedom. And then it's the process of engaging in, in that direction and actually going out and doing yeah. something about it. Love it. So good. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. (laughs) Well, we're definitely on the same page. You know, this has been amazing and I I knew it was going to be awesome. I could get a sense right away. Um, And I'm always a big fan of the work because it's so effective and you can see how it's evolving. You know what I mean? It's, it's an evolving field. And I think we're ready to make huge breakthroughs as far as you know, bringing in the scientific element and the brainwave entrainment and the brain monitoring and all that fun stuff with heart math and the heart coherence and all this amazing things. Now it's inviting people in a fun way, you know, and tricking people and Trojan horse them through like some sort of fun thing. Cause everybody, Everybody's always got to come. They got a problem. You can come without a problem. Like you can come even if it's meant to improve. Right. And that's the same with sports psychology is just like so many people would come to me after they mess themselves up. I'm like, you could come before you hurt yourself. You know what I mean? It's totally fine. It, it, there's a reason why people have been using this for millennia and it, and it's so effective. So 
Is well, there and that's really the key, right? I mean, because like, uh, you know, I, I mentioned just, just briefly earlier, but taking hypnosis out of the office with music and dance, it needs to be fun. We need to made, make fun functional and making fun functional people will show up. There shouldn't be this, you know, following the path of joy is what I do now. And that always is leading me. That's where I find the miracles. That's where I'm stabilizing heaven's state. That's where everything is happening for me. And the more that I do that, the more things are opening up, but it's also with music and dance. And so bringing the body back into it is the other piece of this. You I love it. Right? Yeah, As I love it. And, you know, so let's bring dance back in because other movement with music, music is so compelling. It is very hypnotic. It's very, you know, there's a lot of, I think music is, you know, one of the original languages uh, that along with love. And so it's inherent to us. So that's you're, that's amazing. Well, you're, you're combining hypnosis and dance. Yes. So let me tell you a story. Please. <laughs> <laughs> so I was at Burning Man uh, a, a few years ago. Maybe mm -hmm. it was the last Burning Man ever. But, you know, when I'm trying to help people get into the emotional state, well, everything that I've read and learned is like you got to be able to generate the feeling. So in sports, generate the feeling of a trick you've never done before. In business, generate uh, a business that generates $50,000 a month in something you love, right? How do you how do you generate that feeling? Right. And it's, it's, it's almost impossible for me to do to relax myself and then think about what I want because it's, it's too much uh, beta, you know, it's too much. I can't relax myself. So yeah. what I did for a while was I would make my own, or for a long time, I'd make my own guided relaxation. So I'd write out my affirmations, I'd relax myself. And then I'd go into this virtual world and I would, mm -hmm. uh, so many of those things that I have visualized through my life and it always changes it's all happened, right? Sometimes faster than I want, normally much slower, but they haven't. Um, so then when I was at Burning Man, I was dancing around to music, wearing a costume as you do. And uh, I, I was like, oh my God, manifestation dancing. Because when you dance, you can generate the emotion so much easier. And so I started to do this experiment with people and I was talking to my buddy, I said, hey, Think about like something you're really trying to create because he was this, you know, he's in a transition in his life and he wanted to create this clothing company. I was like, I want you to imagine, you know, two years from now, everything that you could hope and dream and want is existing and you have it all. And I want you to dance like that's happening. And the way he started dancing was an immediate shift and it was <laughs> glorious to watch he's a good day i didn't realize actually how good of a dancer he was okay. so it was the very best first experiment you could ever i was like holy crap like that guy can dance <laughs> holy smokes and i was like that was amazing because he's kind of like you know moving around and half-assing yeah, it yeah. and so i tried with a few other people and the way their body would move so the body responded but if you think about the electromagnetic universe and uh, Yogananda wrote the book, The Autobiography of a Yogi, but he also wrote another book called Scientific Affirmations. And he basically said the reason why you're not getting what you want is because you live in an electromagnetic world and you're saying, I would like this, please, but there's no force. There's no energy. There's, there's no will. You are, you know, that you must have your will to create. And dancing is like this hack to create the emotional will of the feeling of the thing that you would like to call into your life. And so I'd love for you to yeah, talk about you got it there. exactly right. Um, I consider the physical body, the unconscious mind. So the unconscious mind um, is kind of like your body's consciousness. Now we don't know enough about the full potential of our physical body, but I've ha had so many experiences Matt, this year with movement hypnosis combined with dancing. So me personally, I feel like I've had two, three years of spiritual growth since COVID because of this, because, you know, everything shifted and I was forced to do something different in my business. I started incorporating dance and music and um, I create my own music now. Um, I do dance. It's a hypnotic and there are um, things that we can do while we're dancing in order to initiate our body's consciousness. So it's exactly what you're saying. And I would you know, you could take it further than that to think certain thoughts and move in particular ways until you find a rhythm that works for you, until you can consider things like what's out of rhythm, what's out of sync. So all sorts of things that we can think of that we might consider neuro-linguistic programming or hypnosis, let's put that into the body. Stand up, move, allow the body to move some of this because still, even with our understanding of the heart, even with our understanding of emotions, even with the linguistics and everything, we still don't always have things that we've sourced. We still always can't put our finger on it or, or articulate it, but the body can. 
And so we're missing such a huge part of change work right now. We're missing a third of it. I actually think we're missing a bigger piece than a third. I think we're missing over half, quite frankly, because our body is super smart. So when we can tap into that and use the power of the unconscious mind with change work, now we're getting massive, massive accelerated results because I'm combining the hypnotic techniques with the movement. I love that. Well, what that sounds like to me is you're getting into the martial arts side of it. Yeah. Get into it. They, they knew. Yeah. These Shaolin monks knew. And, and they, they were the most extraordinary people and they would use the body. And I think that dance is such a great gateway. You know, it's like it's really the fusion. Once you add the other element, you're like, holy, this is really effective. And then you add this other thing. You're like, whoa, that makes it even more effective. Yes. Right. You know, and so there's all these different gateways. And when we're able to combine them in these new and fun ways, right? Like that sounds really fun. Maybe doing Tai Chi or coming to train martial arts for people. It's not, it doesn't sound fun for them. Right. And so when we start to engage it, right, dance is another way. And that's the thing you know, why I wrote Zen Athlete, because it pisses me off that they only focus on the physical training side. Right. We've known about this for years and years. The greatest athletes all use the mental game and they synergize it. And it also changes competition and how you think and all these other amazing things. Why do they not use it? You know, it's so simple. And so, you know, I think what you're doing is, is amazing. And it's an, it's an awesome invitation because then, you know, it allows people to begin to explore these modalities. Same with uh, yoga, you know, getting into the physical body, then trying to, you know, breathe properly, you know, and, and do all the other things. It's like super challenging. So there's all these invitations to these states of being, um, but it requires your participation. And when we can take the best, it's, it's literally MMA of spiritual personal development growth, right? You've got back in the day, wrestling and boxing, and which one was the best? Well, what we found was it was a fusion that made you the most effective martial artist, but you got to create that fusion for yourself. You got to pick the tools that you wanted to make yourself a complete person. And these are tools that you can use to create yourself a, a complete person in the way that you want to build yourself mentally, emotionally, and, and spiritually. So amazing stuff. Awesome. Love it. Thank you yep. for that. <laughs> well, I've enjoyed this immensely. Is there anything that you wish that I had asked or anything that you'd like to chat about before we end our wonderful conversation today? Well, I just, you know, I really want people to feel loved. I want them to feel seen. I want them to feel worthy. You know, the biggest issue that I see in my office, regardless of what the presenting issue is, it really is a matter of not feeling good enough. And so I just really want people to be careful of their negative self-talk. Be kind to yourself. If you wouldn't say it to somebody else, don't say it to yourself. And, you know, there, heaven is here. There are people here who are here and willing to love and coach and support you so that you can obtain that really uh, excellent state of mind. So, and that's at academyofeternity.com. You can download the alpha sequence. Oh, and then, so the apples, the alpha sequence will help with that. I, I feel the same way. And, and even with me, that's, I, I never feel good enough. Even now, even with all the stuff that I've done, you know, you know, and trying to be a good human, I'm just, I still sh kick the crap out of myself. And so it's, yeah, uh, I mean, there's a balance in there. Like if yeah. it's effective, you know, because some people are prompted by a little bit of a push and some people are prompted by a little bit of a pull. And we need to know that about ourselves. Mm. Well, I think, yeah. And, and I was going to say too, about like myself and, and the people that I work with is we can always be improving. I feel, you know, like we can always improve. I'm always looking for that. You know, like the day that I love myself unconditionally and feel it, I get moments of it, but I have not stabilized that state yet. I would oh, love I that opportunity. That. Huh? I have a statement for that. It's I love myself completely how I am right now. And I love who I'm becoming. How do I feel it? Well, I can say it but I need to get into that alpha business. And so I love yeah, this because yeah. it's, it's the timing is so good and we'll definitely stay in touch if you're open to it. But you know, one of the other things I'm working on with the quantum heart hypnosis is doing a breath pattern, then mm -hmm. doing the affirmation because then I can actually integrate the state better. So I was doing uh, affirmations for so much, but then I would incorporate these miniature breath patterns. And I think that it encodes it a lot better. And so you take really empowering statements like that. And over time with community, we're all dealing with similar stuff. You end up getting statements and sentences and you refine them a little bit more. You refine them a little bit more. And then you're like, oh yeah, that's the stuff. Okay. Like that's what I want, you know? And then you can make the decision to put in the work to just integrate it. Because even if it's a blip of that real deep unconditional love and you feel it, then you're getting more and more to stabilizing 
that way of being. It's going to feel unfamiliar at first, but over enough time, there's a tipping point where then it just becomes your natural state of being. And that is incredibly empowering and something that I feel like all people could benefit from. And more importantly, if we want peace and harmony in this world, we need to be literally peaceful and harmonious in ourselves. And that's going to help our community and the planet the most. That's right. And we can do it all on our own, right? If each of us up levels ourselves, that's how we can really bring a lot of healing to our communities. A hundred percent. Well, this has been a pleasure. Um, <clears throat> let me try my hypnosis voice. So where can people find more about you and your work and listen to your hypnotic recordings and your wonderful new book coming out? That was very good, man. I would say you can find me academyofeternity.com is the new book, but you can also find me at cascadehypnosistraining.com and all my books and other material are there as well. So get the alpha sequence at Academy of Eternity and the book comes out in December. So thank you. Amazing. Well, it's a baller name. Uh, great, great work. You definitely know what you're talking about. So Godspeed with everything you're doing. I invite the audience to check out her work and then also check out the quantum heart hypnosis too, because that's going to be launched. It's going to be awesome. Do both of them. You should just do all of them and then combine them and then share them with your friends and then be a good human and then also share that too. So um, amazing work. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, Thank you, stay in touch. Okay. See you guys. Thanks for watching. Peace.